Welcome to the number one podcast. I am your host, Coach Jake. This is where we explore the journey from no one to number one. I am your host, Coach Jake. I appreciate you guys showing up. It's been a minute. Been super busy. I wasn't able to jump on yesterday. I love seeing all you guys on here. Remember, hit me up in the chat. You like what's going on? Send a number one. The number one podcast is really about exploring that journey from no one to number one, right? Going from no one to number one. Hope you guys are good today. What's up, Kendo Jedi? CWO number one. I appreciate it. Uh, Van Z's, can I learn how to fight at home? Uh, not probably very well. Uh, you can educate yourself. You can read a book. You can watch videos. That'll help you a little bit. But you got to get in the fight. And I wouldn't recommend doing it uh, outside kind confines of an agreement. Uh, consensual agreement at the gym because you go to jail. So the uh, best thing is to go join a gym. Uh, all right, guys, let's go here. Um, so what am I talking about? To, um, okay, let's get a uh, focus. Sorry, guys. So today's show is really about why entrepreneurs are the main drivers of economic growth. Why entrepreneurs are the drivers of economic growth, right? I come from a position where I believe entrepreneurs are the most important thing. I've done a lot of shows uh, documenting why entrepreneurs are the backbone of any economy. I think it was 62% of uh, businesses in the United States are small businesses. Um, I'd have to look at that, but I think that's right. But entrepreneurs are the people in our culture who take risks. They're not guaranteed, okay? I'm not talking these bailout motherfuckers like it happened during these economic crises. Mom and pops don't get bailed out. They close and they take risks and they create jobs. They also create innovation. They're the ones coming up with new ideas that maybe other people rip off, which I've had happen to me many, many times, but it's okay. For, for somebody like me, it's more about the impact than the money, although the money would be great. I'd love to be uh, fairly compensated <laughs> how much money people have made off my ideas, but the innovation is actually what's the most important in, in getting the execution on the ideas, right? Because without us, entrepreneurs, the economy would absolutely stagnate. There would be no progress. You have to have the guts to start something, right? So, um, myself, nobody in my family, I did not have a mentor to teach me how to uh, be a business owner. I never had that, that fortunate. I didn't have mentors when I started. I just started. And I wasn't, I'm not the greatest wrestler on the planet. I did okay. I've wrestled some tough people. I'm more of a gym wrestler, honestly. Um, but my quest to provide information and training and opportunities for people have taken me beyond my wildest dreams with regards to wrestling. It's also done that in finance and business. I never thought I'd have million-dollar companies that I could buy and sell, all that kind of stuff. It's crazy, right? So 
I want to talk about why entrepreneurs are the backbone of any economy. I think fundamentally, the most important thing is, sure, I've talked about ideas, but let's be real, ideas are, can be a dime a dozen. There's so many people that come up with ideas. The most important thing, and there's a few that I'll talk about, the most important thing that entrepreneurs do is they take action. They take action. There's a, a great quote by Walt Disney who is a fantastic entrepreneur. He was an idea guy. It was his brother. I can't remember his name that really helped uh, Disney become what it was as a business. But there's this great, great quote by Disney. says, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. That's what an entrepreneur does. says, this needs to happen. So I'll give you an example with scientific wrestling. I was looking around in the marketplace. I wanted something. I wanted legitimate catch-as-catch-can training for the betterment of my understanding, my personal development, my journey, my desire to be good at catch wrestling. And there was nobody there. There was a handful of kind of scam artist type guys on the fringes, but no access no true knowledge, just a bunch of bullshit. And I saw a massive opportunity. I said, I can't be alone. There has to be other people who want this same type of thing. I'm going to put in a lot of work and a lot of money and a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And nothing could come of it. I mean, get nothing. That's the risk. But I don't think that's true. I'm an optimist. I believe in this. And so I busted ass created scientific wrestling now people can have thousands of people been able to train with billy robinson in person even more have been able to train remotely because of the doc the instructionals and the online courses that i created the mace bell Man, kettlebells were everywhere but i could not find a mace that I could swing after I went and trained with Carl. I held his mace, tried to swing it, but it was going to take more practice than I had time with Carl. And I saw a massive hole. I said, dude, this is going to be huge. Took a risk. And here it is everywhere, man. I had a friend, he was overseas somewhere, went in and sent me a picture at a gym. He said, dude, here's one here. All over the world. So you have to really be willing to take action and not be afraid of failing, not be afraid of wasting your time. Because like I said, man, lots of people got ideas, but it's the entrepreneur who actually takes action and turns that idea into reality. Otherwise, you're not going to make an impact. Okay. We have to, excuse me, risk-taking is a whole subject. You've got to take calculated risks. You don't want to just take dumb risks. Hmm. Does that make sense? You don't take a risk, there's no reward. Hmm. Now, you take a risk, there's no guarantee of a reward either. 
So you got to be crafty, dude. You're living by your wits if you're an entrepreneur. In confidence in yourself, being able to go and provide value to another person so much that they'll pay you money. That makes sense. If you'd be an entrepreneur, excuse me, I got this bad cough, something in my throat. If you're gonna be an entrepreneur, of course you're gonna have to have an idea. Yes, of course. Right? What's up, Stellar Steven? Thanks for the number one. Happy to see you, buddy. Of course, you're going to have to have an idea. So uh, you can't not have an idea. So the idea is super important. Needs to be something that people are going to want. For me, honestly, I believe people that make, they come up with the best ideas are the people who consume the most of a particular subject. So if you buy a lot of wrestling, material you might be the best person to start selling wrestling material grappling so that makes sense because you know what the market wants you're in tune with all the products and you're in tune with where some of the holes might be that you could fill and make some money and provide value to the market to other people it's absolutely crucial to have ideas. That's 100%. Now, let's say you find that idea. Now you've got to figure out how to make it happen. And the thing you have to understand, like, look at this pen. I got this stupid pen right here. No one person made this pen. There's somebody who made this little cap at the top. There's somebody who made the plastic casing. There's somebody who had to go and get the ink. It goes inside. There's somebody who had to go and get the, the, the metal for the spring that allows this thing to go. Like, there's somebody that had to go and sell it. Point. Thousands of people just to make this fucking wood pet. Right? What, if, what you're going to make is more complicated than the pen. You're going to have to figure out how to network, how to find people, how to make best use of the division of labor. You're going to be coordinating everybody's efforts towards this, leading. This is why networking is super important. What's up, Nature Boy 10th Planet? It says, I buy eggs and I need chickens. Uh, I guess so. All right, what did Seller Seaman say out here? I've uh, got the soccer robber instructional daily deal. Okay, awesome. Dude. Thank you for sharing that with me. Soccer Rob is amazing. He was an inspiration for me for scientific wrestling. For example. Uh, I wanted to learn what he was doing. There was nobody teaching it that was readily available. So what did I do? I made that happen and I found people who were interested in the same thing. And here we are 20 years later, blowing it up still, right? That's just one of my business ventures. Now, networking is huge. Okay, so first you got to get the idea. Then you've got to start networking with people. You've got to take risks. That means you might put 10,000 hours into something and it doesn't go. I've had 
I've had projects that I worked really hard on and they did not go. That's risk. A lot of people aren't willing to do that. That's why you as an entrepreneur make up more money on the other side if it does work out. Now, another thing that you can do to shortcut is to work with mentors. Maybe there's somebody you know that's already been there before you. That's what I do with these calls. As I try to mentor you, even though I'm not answering anything specific, but I do have clients that I do business coaching for. I've even been hired now by Grant Cardone, which is just amazing. I pinch myself sometimes. That guy's a total mentor of mine. And now I'm mentoring people in his methods. Did the same with Carl Gotch. He mentored me. Billy Robinson, right? You see how this goes? So you got to have an idea. Find a, find a hole in the market. You've got to go and take a risk. You've got to network. You got to, if you really want to be efficient about it, find a mentor. And you've just always got to have a mentality where you're always looking for new opportunities, new ideas, new ways to either improve or penetrate the market deeper and, and have a bigger impact. Does that make any sense? So really, entrepreneurs drive the entire economy. They do. They're so crucial to everything that we do, right? Now, I will open this up to questions for you guys, okay? Any, anything's game. You can ask me anything. Otherwise, I'm legit. Because I closed probably about three deals today, and I got to get proposals and contracts signed. Uh, well, I guess you're not actually closed until you get the deal signed. So I'm, I'm very close to closing a bunch of deals. I got to get hustling here. But if you have questions, I'm happy to help you. Now, you guys, you're not going to get there by being uneducated, untrained. You've got to work. You've got to work, man. You've got to study. You've got to learn all that. Right? So, uh, that would be something I really recommend. Oh, Nature Boy, 10th Planet asks, what's your favorite networking strategy? Uh, showing up, dude. Showing up. You got to go where the money's at. So it depends on what you're trying to do, but you got to get in front of the right people. So, you know, some people just try to network with anybody. And I, that, that can, that's a lower probability chance of working. You want to really qualify the people that you're networking with. So trade associations, networking groups specific to your industry. Uh, I do like referral marketing a lot when I've got a good group. Like, you know, let's say, so for me, I help business owners. So I went and I became a gold level member of the Denver Metro Chamber of Commerce. It's not cheap. It's like $2,000 for that membership. You ever pay $2,000? No, some of you might have. But you ever pay $2,000 for a membership to a group just so you can go meet people? Yeah, this week. Next week, I will be gone. I will be in Vegas at GrowthCon. Yeah, actually, um, Stellar Steven, yep. 
you mentioned that, dude. Thanks for reminding me. Best networking event. GrowthCon's huge. Uh, I got, me and my wife bought diamond tickets for GrowthCon. You have any idea how much money those are? They're $10,000 a piece. <laughs> okay, that's $20,000 for a one-week event. Now, why on earth would I spend that much money? Oh my God, because guess what? We met people, because these are high net worth people that also spent $20,000 or $10,000 a ticket each and could afford it. And so now I'm in a room with high net worth individuals and I'm able to talk business because that is the place, the largest business conference on the planet. And I've got the most expensive tickets. So I'm in the room with major players. And guess what? The business that I get out, that I get from going there is way more money. The return on investment is massive. The clients that I get from going to these kind of events. Hey, what's up, Morgan? Good to see you. Uh, Nature Boy 10 Planet. Do you carry business cards? No. Uh, I do carry the dot cord. Have you seen those? It's like they've got the little uh, chip, the NFC chip, and people can tap it and your info pops up on your on the phone. And it's even got the QR code. But if they don't, can't figure out how to use that on the phone, you can scan it and then your information pops up. But I would, I'm not concerned about giving people my card. I'm more concerned with getting people's information. Because I can give a million people their card, my card, and not a single one could reply or call me. But if I get their card, now I could call them. I'm in control. So just assume nobody really gives a shit about what you're doing or what you're selling. Get their information. Don't assume people are going to contact you, even if they tell you they are. Don't. That's how you network. Uh, Stellar Steven said, asked a question or said something here. Do you think Fedor could go, could get, could get to the second? Did you think Fedor could get to the second round again? No. no. Uh, Fedor is a bad man, dude. Badass dude. Great, great fighter. But I'm telling you, I'm a 50 year old. And I can tell you, as a 50 year old, I know what my body can do versus what it was 25. Or 30, or even 30. Um, wear and tear, hormonal changes, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, nothing, taking nothing from Fedor, the guy's a legend, did great. He was the last seminal golden age of MMA. Those guys, great to see him, though. Um, Stellar Steven says he beat me to it. Was going to ask if you use Vistaprint or cards in general. Yeah, I mean, you can get a card. It's cool. It doesn't do anything. A card, it's just spending money. Get cards with other people's info and call them. Contact them. Ask them how you can help them. Provide value. That's how you do it. It's not complicated. It's as simple as that. So, guys, entrepreneurs are absolutely the of economic development in this country. Without, without a doubt, the most important people in our culture. Okay? Because they provide jobs, they provide new products, they provide competition to keep prices down. 
absolutely crucial. They, they innovate, they create new technology. They, they challenge existing businesses and make them better. Okay. Hey guys, it's Coach Jake with the number one podcast. And, you know, at number one coaching, we know that small business owners struggle to scale and increase their revenues. So we're here to help you. We believe that every single entrepreneur deserves the chance to win beyond their wildest dreams so that they can have peace of mind and abundance. We do that by increasing your revenue, teaching your sales strategies to increase your revenue, demolishing employee disengagement. And we do that really by transforming your sales managers into coaches that are concerned with putting points on the board, but those points are revenue. I want to help you. I'm here to help you. You don't have to go through your business life complacent, just accepting, reacting. Let's take charge. Let's win. You can head over to numberonecoaching.com, schedule an appointment. It's free. We can do a strategy session, 15 minutes for free. Numberonecoaching.com. Thanks. Like I said, it takes a very special person to keep knocking on doors and pushing. And, you know, the fact is, is most entrepreneurs fail. I've been doing this for 20 years in multiple va venues. And some of, some of my adventures have failed. But that's not what counts, huh? We don't really care, care about that. Uh, what's the Emperor Charlemagne? Do you know or have I met Osama, Osamu, is, is who you're talking about. I guess his name's Sam. I've never met him in person from Riley's Jim Kyoto. Uh, no, I haven't. I know that he, um, I think he worked out in Yato's gym uh, a bit. Yeah. Uh, and I, uh, the, the guy that I think is probably the best of just, you know, and I spent seven years with Billy, uh, probably about as about equivalent as um, Miato. And I think Miato, outside of me, is probably the guy who knows Billy's system best. And followed by that, I would say Hideki Suzuki. Um, and Hideki Suzuki has a fantastic book out. It's in Japanese, so I can't even tell you the title. Uh, but you'd have to look it up on like maybe the jam Japanese Amazon with using his name. Uh, fantastic book. Those are the guys that I really believe. Uh, had Billy's system best. I have no idea about Osamu. I've never seen much uh, from him. I saw one match I think that he had with Snake Pit or whatever. He, he did great against that level of competition. Um, he seems like a great guy. I don't know uh, much about him. Uh, but um, yeah, and on the Carl Gotch side, the only person he ever endorsed learning his style from, if anybody else is making this claim, they're full of shit. I got it on tape, um, is Fujiwara. And he also said the best athlete that he trained was uh, Minoru Suzuki. So I hope that I hope that helps you guys. Um, Jay Espinosa, what's up? What are we talking about today? I'm talking about why entrepreneurship is the driver of economic growth. Why people who run small businesses and take the risk 
create jobs, uh, innovation, uh, all of that kind of stuff. That's basically what we're talking about. But we're, I'm kind of wrapping up. Uh, people are jamming with your questions, though. So anyway, guys, uh, without any other questions, I'm a jet. I'm a jet. I got to close these deals. Uh, I appreciate you. I will be at GrowthCon next week, so I don't know if I'll be able to podcast much. You guys can uh, uh, check out um, check out the uh, the replay. I'm on Apple Podcasts now. So uh, let's see. Love, friend, Jen, Chia, 29, 20. I cannot find anywhere to train catch wrestling in New England. Yeah, dude, I'm doing the best I can. What I would recommend is turn any of the better gyms that you know, like MMA gyms or grappling gyms or martial arts gyms or boxing gyms, typically competitive gyms, gyms, because I'm not, what we do is not really it's to compete. It's for sport. So any sporting gyms, send them to scientificwrestler.com. That's probably the best. Uh, then uh, they can affiliate, get trained up, and you'll have a, a gym to go learn the sport. Uh, and, you know, the thing is, is like I said, scientific wrestling, there there was a reason I didn't call it catch wrestling. Um, and now we are the best place to learn catch wrestling. The only place that's got Billy Robinson training, Carl Gods training, Wade Chow's training, uh, Dick Cardinal, this this very amazing mix of curriculum, the very best. Now, Wade, some people might argue, well, he's not kept wrestling. Well, the pinning, because pinning is a way you can win. So we have Billy on submission, Carl on submission and takedowns. And we have Wade on pinning and takedowns, the very best on the planet, period. But, you know, our aim is... We do really want to bring back Catches Catch Can Wrestling. We've been the main driver of this for 20 years, inspired many other groups to do so, which is wonderful. I encourage everybody, whether, whether they're shit talking or not, I don't care. I, I encourage everybody because that's our mission is to bring back and prove the viability and the fantastic nature of this sport. Um, but we're not just catch. So, you know, this is interesting because. For example, what I learned from Billy and Carl in stand-up was primarily Greco-Roman wrestling, in particular their style that was the technology that they were using uh, in the 50s and 40s, the ideas and the technology and the strategies. Well, we've then married that with a lot of the folk style stuff from Wade Chalice, which is uh, the modern uh, amateur catches catch can. So um, Emperor Charlemagne jumping in here can you talk about scientific wrestling member section of the site what is it entail? can you string your instructionals from there yeah so let's say you go and you become a member scientific wrestling in there we have i think about 85 90 percent of all the instructionals that we put out we got uh the the rights to um stream that so right there you get a library of incredible legendary instructionals that are very hard to find and can't find anywhere else and you have you can get them on your phone your tablet all that kind of stuff right um in addition there's a bunch of articles there's user forums and then you also get um uh, 
discount. I think you get like a 20% discount on events and whatnot. Now, that's just the base membership, okay? If you're uh, an alumni or a member of the Coaching Catch community, right now we're working on putting in an entire, all the curriculum that you need to know. So there will be an online course inside of scientificwrestling.com for the people who are coaching catch. So there's like tiers of membership. And then for the affiliates, um, there's a whole, there's all these other sections in there to help you manage and build your business and things of that nature. Like affiliate business. So I don't know if that helps. Uh, Stellar Stevens says, did Billy train a lot with Wade? He did not. He trained zero with Wade. Um, uh, they never even met. Uh, but I am, I'm the common denominator between the two. I worked with Billy from the beginning, of, the very beginning, January, I think, of 2007 until his passing uh, in beginning of March into February 2014. And uh, it was very interesting because a month before Billy's passing, I'd already worked with Wade for that. It, before I'd worked with Billy, I was working with Wade. <laughs> but when Billy came around, it just took all. He was in such demand when I was able to uh, market him correctly. It took up all the time. And so I just focused on working with Billy. And I'm glad I did because I really got to absorb and understand his style. It was like seven years, like, like a full-on apprenticeship. Like in the medieval guild, a seven-year apprenticeship to become a master, right? And so um, a month before Billy's passing, I, it was a surprise. I had no idea. It was, Wade called me up and said, I really love what you guys are doing. And, I'd love to to really step up what I've been doing because we had only done a couple seminars and some of the DVDs. I produced uh, instructionals with them, killer cradles, finisher, and whatnot. <laughs> and uh, it just worked out, man. Like when Billy passed away, I was like, "Wow, wait, I don't know what to do." In fact, I was so distraught because Billy became more like a, a family member than just a business relationship. I almost quit. I mean, you can ask. Sam Crescent, that's why I almost quit. I was like, dude, this is just, I don't want to do this anymore without Billy. Well, Wade really picked up the mantle and really, man, just invested his heart and soul into scientific wrestling. And now he's uh, as big a part of it as, uh, as, as Billy was, but they never knew each other. So, um, was wondering if Billy coached folk style too. Not really. I mean, he'd help people with wrestling because wrestling's wrestling and he knew pinning and whatnot, but not really. Uh, Wade has a fuck ton. Uh, Emperor Charlemagne, what is the war section of the site? Is it different than the member section? Can I watch? So we so War Catch Wrestling is a completely different website. That's an online course. So whereas scientific wrestling is just the instructionals, like if you went to BJJ Panetics and got so an instructional, it's sequential, blah, blah, blah. War Catch Wrestling is an online course. All the little segments are broken down. And it's presented like a course where you have little exams, tests, videos. And it's different. Now, it's all of the, the Billy Robinson material that I ever produced, plus more um, from the free stuff you find on YouTube. It's all put together in War Catch Wrestling. That's all Billy Robinson. Scientific Wrestling has all the instructions. So I don't know if that helps you. Probably honestly need both if you, if you're really wanting to do it online. I would get um, uh, the scientific wrestling membership because you have other instructionals besides Billy. Like you have 
car gotchas and uh, combat for conditioning for combat sports and all these other materials in there. Hope that makes sense. And for Charlemagne says, thank you. Yeah, dude, of course, man. That's what I'm here for. Uh, all right, guys. Let's see. Did I miss anybody out here? Oh, Nature Boy. What's up, buddy? Nature Boy says, uh, I had a best of three catch wrestling match. I won with two pins. Dude, good, man. You know, the thing is, is for the longest time, it's so funny, man. So many people used to shit on me for bringing pins in the grapple. Like, really? Worse than the leg locks. And people used to shit on me for leg, talking about leg locks. But, like, everybody, like, oh, pinning, that's so stupid. Ba, 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 ba. And guess what? Everybody is coming around. Like, and it's because the people who are smart realize this. Even the guys like Dan Hurd, all those guys are having to come around to this and even using. So now, is it as good as what we do? But they're coming around and I'm glad for that. So um, congrats on your win, buddy, with pins. Uh, what pin did you use? I'm curious if you're, if you're still on there. Uh, Stellar Steven says, thanks. Well, you're welcome, my friend. Hope to see you guys. You guys got to get out to camp. Harry Smith and I... Uh, son of the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith Jr., Harry Smith. Uh, he was there at that first training with me and Billy, and he is a scientific wrestling elite coach. It's going to be him and I over at Brian Ruscio's Grappling Mastery in Orlando on the, week, the last weekend of February. Dude, it's coming soon. Stop dicking around, show up, start learning. It's fun. It's a little bit of a grind, but dude, it's nothing you can't handle. If I can handle it, you can handle it, dude. I've done this for 20 years. So come on, man. Let's go. I'm a 50-year-old, dude. I know that there's some guys younger than me that should be showing up. Just show up. Show up. You'll be glad that you did. Okay? Um, I appreciate you guys. Uh, you can head over to coachingcatch.com. That's the best place to register for that. For the gentleman that wanted to have it come out to him, you're going to want to have your local gym find us at scientificwrestler.com. So they can get involved with that. You can see the whole value stack there. Uh, I appreciate you guys. If I could be of help to you uh, outside of grappling, of course, that's the the point of this business uh, podcast. You guys could just hit me up, numberonecoaching.com. That also explains what, the nature of what I do for businesses and how I can help your small business. Uh, guys, I appreciate you. I will be back tomorrow and I will be back the rest of this week. Um, nature Boy 10 Planet says, head and arm. And North South Pit. Nice, dude. Good job. Good job. Uh, so I will be back the rest of this week. Next week, I will be out because I will be at GrowthCon. However, I will be making little uh, appearances. I might jump on real quick just to give you guys a, a sneak peek of everything that's going on. Red Eagle Wrestler says, hello from Portugal. Yeah, dude. I love it. I hope you are good. I'm going to buy a mace. What weight? Uh, what's your advice for beginners? Okay. See, this is how you guys keep me on. Just ask me these questions. So the mace, what I recommend is a 10 kilogram mace. You want to get 10 kilograms. Honestly, I don't think most people need more and I don't think you need lighter. There might be some lightweights and some, some women that might want like a five kilo or a seven and a half kilo. But I do think the 10 kilo is the best because you're not really, now there are people who like to go big and that's, it depends what you're trying to go for. But if you're using it for cross training for wrestling, I just, I love the 10 kilo. Get the longer handle if you can. Like, 
the mace bell is not in production anymore. So those are those are all. If you have one, dude, those are collector's items. You definitely want to hold on. Uh, but um, the best production maces right now, I would say, are um, the Wolf Brigade mace. Although I wish it was a little longer, but I do endorse that mace. That's a great mace. Uh, you can go to if you go to macebell.com, it'll take you right there. That I consider to be probably the best mace, even though the handle could use a little more. The next best mace I would say is the Attics uh, mace system. I love the length on the handles and the interchangeable weights is really clever. Um, and then I would say, you know, if you're going to go with on it, get the quad mace because it's long and it's 10 kilo. So I hope that helps. And you want to go uh, start swinging that like you tend to twos and you want to get to about 100 reps in it. All right. Uh, Emperor Charlemagne says, I will join as an online member. Thank you. Will be a good start. Yeah, it's cool, man. You'll start learning some stuff. You're going to actually have to get with a partner and start actually wrestling to, to get a deeper understanding and how it actually works. But you'll get a good conceptual overview from, from going to the website and, and studying the instructionals. Uh, Red Eagle Wrestler says, thank you very much, sir. Hey, man, have fun, dude. That's the whole reason why uh, I brought it out. It blew my mind when, when I got my hand up Carl's and it was wood. I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. But, um, yeah, you can't like, make a production mace out of wood. I mean, you could, but I didn't have access. But I knew the guys making kettlebells in the U.S. back then, athletic, even though they're, not, they're defunct. That's why we don't do a production mace. By the way, if you guys know somebody who produces fitness equipment, I am looking for somebody to bring the mace bell back to my specifications. And I do have a couple uh, innovations I'm holding close to my, that I'm not letting anybody know because I, I have some other ways to improve it uh, that nobody's thought of. And it blows my mind, but they're so obvious and so amazing. Anyway, uh, hit me up in the DMs if you know somebody that uh, can, can help me with that. Uh, Brandon Davis, what's up? In catch wrestling matches, is to get a pin the same as folk style when the opponent's shoulder are on the mat. Silent three count and then fall is called. Listen, the thing about catch wrestling is there's no like authority. The one thing that you could say about catch wrestling is that the pin is always involved. But some catch wrestling had no submissions. Some barred strangled, but had other submissions. Some had barred Nelsons, other barred toeholds. Some had five uh, counts. Some had a pin where it's both shoulder blades. Some had a pin where it's both shoulder blades and a hip. My point here is, is that um, the nature and the spirit that I love about catch wrestling is that it's what the rule set that the two people agree upon that are going to wrestle and they're backers. Okay. So what that means is you could do the silent three count just like folk style if you want to. But you, you want to be smart. You need to make sure that it's relevant for today's age. This is why, for me, the rule sets that don't allow chokes are not really relevant because MMA is the biggest driver of interest. And the number one submission in MMA is the rear naked choke, right? So we need to keep chokes. In. And there are rule set variants. That's why there's guys like Evan Strangler Lewis um, or records from the old newspapers where Tom Jenkins strangled uh, and one uh, strangled Frank Gotch, right? So to me, I predict my vision for it, what I'm doing with shoe pro wrestling, what I'm doing with King of Catch, 
the vision that I worked on with Carl Gotch, nobody else has been able to do that, just me, um, for the K and Catch rule set and the Shoot Pro rule set. Um, I, my vision is to essentially take the rule set from modern pro wrestling, which to me is very much a catch wrestling rule set. It's just fake. It's just John Wick. It's fantasy. It's movie. It's theater. I want to take that rule set for professional wrestling and make professional wrestling competitive. A sport, the sport of pro wrestling, not sports entertainment. Sport, something you could bet on because it's on the up and up. That is my vision. It has been what I have pushed for for 20 years. The lone guy screaming in the fucking wilderness at the top of my lungs. And now I've finally gathered enough people where we're making this happen. Does that make sense? So my, this is my very long-winded way of saying, if you want the silent pin, do it. Just run your own promotion. The thing is, is you have to keep the pin. Otherwise, it's just submission grappling. It's not catch. You can call it what you want, but the one common denominator across all of the wrestling that calls itself catch and is derivative of catch is this pin. I mean, there are people that love just the finishing holds. I mean, look at something like uh, a great guy, Eric Paulson, CSW. He doesn't teach painting. He doesn't. Um, I mean, maybe he does, but I've never seen him really do that. It's like his, what he's known for, like, say, a Wade Shouse. Okay. But he loves like these finishing holds. Same with Gene LaBelle. Gene LaBelle had a lot of judo in, in, in his, uh, not what you would see from like a Danny Hodge or that kind of wrestling. It was more of a grappling judo style, but he loved the catch wrestling finishing holds. Makes sense. So, I mean, you know, catch, you guys know, in my opinion, catch, catch is catch can is the most influential, most impactful combat sport martial art in the history of humankind. When you lay out that its derivatives are Olympic wrestling, 118 years of Olympic wrestling directly uh, due to catch his catch can, they used to call it amateur. All NCAA folk style high school wrestling in the United States, WWE, MMA started with Shudo, Muhammad Ali, Inoki, catch wrestling, Gene LaBelle, uh, and Milo Savage. Like it just, it's how it is. The most, the impact in terms of the number of people, fans, athletes, coaches, promoters. That business people involved, there's never been a bigger sport that had a bigger impact. Period. It's not, I mean, this is like quantifiable. This isn't even really much of a debate. Brandon Davis says, I've just been told the catch is basically college wrestling with submission. I mean, uh, Carl's, uh, Josh has said that in, in explaining it, I think on the Lex Friedman podcast. Josh has been a fantastic guy for getting the word out on big, big uh, platforms. Obviously, in competition, but also on these podcasts like Rogan and Lex Friedman. Um, and he, he's made that example. And actually, he has a tournament you guys should be getting to in La Brea, California this Sunday. Go find Josh on social media. He has them all posted there on his Instagram, Facebook. All He has the links to register. You can go try your hand. And then in Arizona, the King Catch is happening in March. Uh, again, I think they've done it now five or six times. They're really... Uh, Coach Gil Olivas is really just crushing it. Um, so uh, Brandon says, I'm thinking about competing in Josh's tournament. Awesome. 
just asking, could you run half and pin in a catch mask? Yeah. Yes. So the thing that I love about catch is that it's a real nice place for badass wrestlers and badass jiu-jitsu guys to come out. Be, and, and the thing is, is let's be real, man. I've gone to a lot of judo tournaments, jiu-jitsu tournaments, grappling tournaments, um, if folk style tournaments. And unless you really know all the fucking nuances of all the points, like back points and tilts and all this shit, it could be boring or sweeps and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> it could be boring. But when you just have a simple rule set, like the king and catch rules and its derivatives, um, where it's just pin or submit, it's like a pro wrestling, like a slap on the thing three times. It's simple enough that it can become a spectator sport. And the pin forces the action, forces people to expose themselves to other submissions or a pit. You know, people understand the rules of pro wrestling. It's the longest running TV program in the history of TV, too. You talk about it. More than NFL, more than NBA, more than soccer or whatever. Like, it's just... Um, all right, guys, I'm going to jump. I got to go get my kids here. If you have any questions, this is it. Otherwise, I'm out of here, and uh, you're just going to have to wait till tomorrow. Uh, by the way, Brandy, best of luck, dude. Get your friends to go out there, man. Uh, support Josh's tournament. I appreciate that. Guys, I'm out. Appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you, everybody, uh, in the comments. Uh, I will be back tomorrow. So if you have more questions, I'll be talking business. I'll, I'll also talk catch catch can wrestling with you guys or fitness and the mace bell and that kind of stuff as well nature boy tenth planet see you tomorrow hopefully buddy talk to you soon peace out hey guys thank you so much for tuning into the number one podcast i am your host coach jake and as ever please if you enjoyed this episode share it pass it along hit like all that smash the like button whatever please Help us get the word out. My mission is to help as many people as possible. Head over also to numberonecoaching.com. We are here to help you with your small business, help it succeed, help it grow, and help you thrive and become number one.